G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, when you are a Christian believer, there are going to be times when you will want to tell the story that you have, which sometimes we call a testimony, about how you came to know Christ. Sometimes it's good to have a creative means by which you can share that story with others and because most of us have some sort of a mobile device, there's some really good methods around the place, like apps, that you can use to help you share the gospel message. Well, I've got to tell you that one of those organizations that's come up with a very creative way to share the gospel is the Bible League. Tony McLennan is the CEO of the Bible League, and he is so excited about a new app, and uh, he's going to tell us about it today. Hello, Tony. Welcome back to 2020. Lovely to be here now. Tony, great sitting with you in the studio, and Bible League does such wonderful work, distribution of the scriptures in so many different contexts around the world. Uh, But, you know, you guys are so interested in evangelism, and uh, this new app is going to help people to be able to share their testimony, to share the gospel uh, in ways that they perhaps have not dreamed of before. Yes, people need to actually hear actually what the gospel is, and they actually need to hear the word of God when it's spoken to them. Some people use so many indirect ways to try and prove the existence of God or so forth, but just getting cutting straight through to the mustard, as they say, uh, is actually a much better way just to be direct. Uh, as Acts 8.35 says, uh, Philip opened his mouth and, beginning with the scripture, preached unto him Jesus. And if we just take those three words, open your mouth, begin with the scripture, and talk about Jesus, you've really got the whole thing by the throat. Now, because most people have a mobile device, uh, to be able to open up this app and uh, to just sit there with someone and be prompted by some pictures that you've included in this app is going to make it very easy to get to the point of actually sharing the good news. I want you to walk us through it, Tony, because I'm excited about this. I've had a look at it, but uh, you've got it there in front of you afresh. Take us through how this can be such an impact when you are sharing your uh, gospel message with a friend. Okay, well, the way of life, as it's called, starts off with a question, and what do you think uh, is the point of life? And there's a picture of a, a an arrow heading towards a question mark, so it actually automatically reminds you to ask that question, so you don't have to look at a whole lot of words. What's the point of life? And one lady typically replied, uh, happiness. And so we go to the next slide straight away, and there's a, a tombstone with the word someone on it. I say, well, really, uh, what happens to happiness when somebody dies? And this lady replied, uh, giving her own opinion, of course, oh, well, I go to a happy place. And uh, I said, well, well, fantastic. Well, well, um, well, how do you know that that's the truth? And, and, she, and I, don't, I don't say that in a challenging way. The word truth then pops up on the screen. Uh, how do you know that's the truth? And and she said, well, I don't know. Really, that's just what I've been taught. And then we go into say, well, do you believe that it's possible that God exists and that there is a heaven and there's a hell and somehow we're meant to relate to God? And so we suddenly into the whole 
whole subject. And when it comes to... So what's exciting about this particular app is that these pictures, these photos, uh, not only are they meaningful as you're trying to share this gospel message, but they're also a prompter for you as the one who is the messenger. You're trying to uh, bring people to a point where they understand the point of what the gospel message is about. And these pictures, they're a prompter for us as much as they are for the recipient. Absolutely. And in fact, they're, because they're a reminder for us, it means that we don't have to get tied up in not remembering a whole lot of words or just sticking to something in particular. And they're a stimulus to the other person looking on. And instead of having to look the person eye to eye, you're both looking at the iPhone or whatever equivalent smartphone you'd be using so that you're both looking over an objective presentation. I was in a plane the other day with a fellow who was clearly not interested in anything spiritual. And the way I introduced the subject to him was to say, look, I'd like your opinion on the effective communication of this particular presentation. Tell me what you think of it. And so coming in from that angle, I engaged him in a spiritual conversation. And what was the upshot of his uh, idea about your presentation after you'd showed him? Well, he said that he, he didn't really like to, to, to talk about things they considered personal. I said, because it's personal, I'd like to give you some personal time to think about it so perhaps I can send you a copy of it. And I was able to send him, got his card and sent him his, that on an email. Okay, so this is a very effective app and uh, it's easy to use. That's you're right. at a point where you've introduced people to the, you know, and I can remember it even just as you're saying, you know, what's the point? And then you've got the tombstone. Uh, you've moved on to truth. Uh, quickly take us through some more of the screens so that we understand where this app takes us on the journey of understanding the gospel message. Well, then we go to another another question because we're actually interviewing people and, you know, how a person is somewhat almost flattered to be interviewed by someone instead of being told something. Uh, what's, what's your opinion? And so I then would have a picture of a frowning sky and say, do you believe it's possible for a person or even yourself to know for sure that you're going to go to heaven when you die? And uh, even though that's a, that's a question that's really homing in on something very personal for them, a person would say, well, something typically they'd say, well, how, do, how would you ever know that for sure? And so it then gives us the right to ask the next question, which is one that Dr. D. James Kennedy from Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church in, uh, in Florida put together. And they said, well, just suppose you were to die tonight, God forbid, we know what that to happen, uh, Neil, but um, just, just, just say that it did, and you were standing before God in heaven, and he would have said to you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would your answer be? Now, this is a question that's very, very good to put theoretically to a person. And I might respond, well, because I'm a good person at heart. Yes, well, you would respond probably with much more correct theological comment. <laughs> uh, you'd say, well, I'm washed in the blood of a lamb, I've been saved, I've been born again, and I'm here because I've been redeemed through Jesus. But, but others would say, uh, well, I've tried to do my best, meaning that they've tried to live a good life. They're not like Hitler, they're not like Stalin, they're not like some bad, evil person. And it's typical for ordinary people to believe that somehow or other, if they're avoiding those things of God, if they're avoiding the local church, that somehow or other they are, you know, not necessarily out to do anyone any harm, not hurting anyone in the actions that I have. So therefore, I'm typically good. But of course, that's not the Bible's way of saying that we are not Good. In fact, there are a lot of corruption in our own character and our life uh, mm. because of the issues of sin. And you get yes. to that in the in your presentation. Yes. Well, as Ephesians two says, we are we are dead in trespasses and sins, all of us, uh, until such time as we're made alive through Christ by God. And so, uh, getting to that, we have to illustrate that uh, a person will generally say, "I've done the best." And you know, one lady said she'd have a big long list. God would have a big long list of all the good things she'd done, and a very short list of the bad things she'd done. On her merit, she'd get on. And of course, that's totally false. But you have to turn that around very gradually by saying, "You know, look, I used to think exactly the same way you did until someone explained to me that you can't make yourself good enough for God." And the Bible actually says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Does that include you? And the person would reply, yes. Does that include me? 
person reply yes. And so it's like this cake. And I'd show a picture of a beautiful black forest cake and, on the, and I'd say that lovely cake, uh, very delectable. Only trouble is the person who produced that cake put a dessert spoonful of kerosene in the mixture before putting it in the oven. Now, would you be able to drink, eat that cake? And the lady, one lady said to me, no, it's poison. It would be horrible. It actually taste of kerosene, which, of course, is true. So that's an illustration of how sin invades. You know, when we use an example of one rotten egg in, a, in an omelette, there are nine other good eggs, one rotten egg. Would you serve it up to your friends? Would you serve it up to God? But, of course, you wouldn't. Okay, so the exciting thing about this app is that you've got pictures. And just even as you're sharing them, I can remember you're talking about the arrow. What's the point? Uh, you've got the tombstone. Uh, you've got the clouds. Uh, when you start to talk about sin and the way that it affects our whole life, you've got the cake, which is poisoned, and yes. the omelette with the bad egg in it. Uh, you've got those things, and you've caught the attention of the person who you're sharing this gospel message with. When you get to the point of sharing those things that are from the Scriptures, our understanding of this salvation that comes through Christ, uh, you go through a series of slides that many uh, Christian listeners might be familiar with, some of the ways that we talk about you know, a gap between God and man. How do you just go through those to, to determine uh, in that person's mind uh, where they are in relation to their relationship with God? Yeah, very good. Well, as you, you, know, you can see how quickly you've seized on those images just in, you know, uh, a flash of time, really, Neil. And uh, so we have to point out to people that these, the kerosene in the cake, the one rotten egg in the omelette, is analogous to, as a symbol of something between us and God, that there's something in us that militates against the relationship with God. And then I ask them, what do you think that would be? And invariably, people, even though I've given them plenty of hints from Romans 3.23 and the reference to wrongdoing and so forth, uh, uh, they don't come up with it. So we just say there's something that separates people from God. What do you think that might be? And this is important not to just make a bare statement of this, but to draw it out of them. And generally speaking, they're nonplussed. So uh, we move on to the next slide, which says it's sin that separates us from God. That's why most people aren't interested in God. That's why they're not interested in church, the Bible, or anything to do with God. They're just living their lives their own way. Because sin separates people from God, but it separates people from one another as well. And even a, even a minor offence can, can cause that separation. So we use the scripture, your sins have cut you off from God, from Isaiah 59 verse 2 or from 1 John 3, 4. Anyone who sins breaks God's law. Sinning is the same as living against God's law. And then we talk about the consequences of sin. Sin is, brings death. Sin brings judgment. Now those three references to sin are going to make the conversation go downhill a bit because people don't like to be, think of themselves as sinners. They're good people after all, they say, to themselves. And they reaffirm themselves this way constantly. Everyone else is bad, but I'm okay. Uh, so we have to get out of that, and the way we get out of that without leaving the point behind is we move into the fact that you, as a result, try and do good things because you somehow suspect you're going to be accountable to God or the universe or whatever you call him uh, out there at some time. And so that's where we get those typical things like good works, religion, morality, self-improvement, philosophy, all of, a combination of all of those, but they all fall short, as the illustration says, because, as the Scripture says, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we then have to show that how that, that pollution of, of their life has come about just like the kerosene and the cake, just like the rotten eggs. So we eventually get to a point where there is a response to this gospel message. How do you bring people to a point of decision? Well, we then say that God loves you and he offers the solution. And that solution is that sin came, out of the, came into the world through one man and death came as a result of sin. Therefore, sin can go out of the world through one man. But he had to be innocent of sin. No good putting all the world's sin on someone who's already a sinner. So, of course, that's the person of Jesus himself who stood in the gap for us, God's solution. God shows his love towards us and while we're still sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. And so we then show how God authenticated Jesus by raising him from the dead. And what Jesus does is actually being the mediator between man and God, 
that he died for our sins. And then we show how you can respond to that, you know, accept and believe, ask to receive God's gift of eternal life. How do you receive? People need to be taken almost pleadingly by hand through this because if you rush it, they don't get it and uh, they won't pray a prayer with with real knowledge. And I've seen the Holy Spirit really do wonderful things in people's lives. One guy, as we got to the, the final question just prior to the, the, the sinner's prayer, as it's called, or the prayer of salvation, I asked him, do you believe that Jesus died for you? And he'd started off in a conversation 15 minutes earlier as an atheist. When we got to the statement, he said, yes, very firmly, which I thought was a miracle in itself. And as uh, I asked the question, do you want to receive God's gift of eternal life? I suddenly felt God's presence there amongst us. And he felt God's presence. But in my case, it had a joyful effect. In his case, he started to feel like a terrible feeling a person would have if they just lost their job. That's the way he later described it. Mm. And, of course, that was a conviction of the Holy Spirit. He even felt like the walls of the room were closing in on him. He said, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? And I said, it's, it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He's drawing you to God. So sin presents this blackness. It is the challenge. It is the reason why Jesus came to die, as to deal with that sin and to give us this gift of eternal life. And, of course, uh, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And here is a new way, an app, in which you can deliver this message of the gospel in a powerful way. And uh, certainly talking about these graphics, uh, these wonderful photos that are a part of this new app, I want to tell you how you can download it. Now, you could go to the Bible League website, uh, which is bl.org.au, but if you want a quick way of getting in touch with how you can download this app, uh, simply send an email to info at bl, which stands for Bible League. That's info at bl.org.au, and uh, you'll be told how you do that. It's a new initiative from the Bible League, a wonderful organization, and Tony McLennan is our guest today. Tony, great talking to you, and thanks so much for sharing with us about this new initiative. I think it's going to be taken up, uh, and I think it's a very powerful app. Thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.